In these challenging times, people are desperately searching for peace. However, this relentless chase has left many feeling confused, frustrated, and hopeless. If you're tired of the merry-go-round and you long for some peace in your life, then you're in the right place. Hi everyone, welcome to Elevate the Day. My name is Jennifer Cavello, and I'm here to show you how placing your trust in God and developing a deeper, more personal relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus, can heal your heart and transform your life. How do I know? Because He did it for me. On the Elevate the Day weekly podcast, available each Wednesday, I'll be sharing my everyday life experiences and the lessons that God is showing me. It's my hope that you'll come to believe that God loves you and He has a great plan for your life. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Elevate the Day. Today, I have two very special guests on the show, my good friends, Craig and Lisa Zesma. I met Craig and Lisa at my church, Word Alive in Norwalk, Connecticut. And we have worked on many church-related projects together, and I have seen firsthand how their faith in God has blessed them, their family, and everyone who knows them. They are shining examples of what a successful marriage looks like, and they recently celebrated their 30th wedding anniversary. So if you're looking for ways to improve your marriage, or maybe you're engaged in or dating and want to learn how to rock your marriage, well, then listen up, because we've got a couple of pros here. So welcome to the show, Lisa and Craig. Thank you. Hey, Jen, thank you Great very much. To be here. This is an honor. Cool. So 30 years. I, I'm trying to get my mind around that because you guys look younger than me. <laughs> and <aren't laughs> younger than me. <laughs> Way younger than me. So first of all, congratulations. Um, and second of all, I'm sure everyone wants to know, how'd you do it? <laughs> Well, thank you. You know, 30 years is a long time. Um, one of our biggest accomplishments uh, for each other. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think um, having the same Christian beliefs, uh, number one, is, is a huge thing in the marriage. Um, and with God in the center of it, um, I don't know if we would have made it to 30 years so without him in the center of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being having that strong commitment to one another through good and bad, you know, we're always there for, for each other. Mm. Um, and we're committed to make it work no matter what. And, you know, just uh, Craig is my best friend. So I married my best friend. Yeah, Jen, uh, from my perspective, I think Lisa, Lisa hit it, uh, the nail on the head. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's easy. Obviously, we have our ups and downs. But when you, Lisa and I actually went to high school together. And oh, wow. And, and 30 years, to your point, is a, is a pretty uh, you know, robust uh, uh, number. And we're kind of in the minority. And I'm, I'm proud of that. And I think that God has totally blessed us, um, you know, through... Uh, through the years and and she was she was meant to be mine the first day I set my eyes on her and we became really good friends mm. and that was really the center of the success of you know where we started right we, we were friends 
Mm. And we enjoyed being around each other as friends. And we till, you know, 30 years later and, and you know, three kids later, we, we sit here and, and I still uh, enjoy being around her and she makes me laugh and I make her laugh. And it's more of a friendly, you know, godly relationship. So, mm. I, you know, again, 30 years is a, is, a, is a great number. 50 years is even better. Well, we'll we'll shoot for that. You know, my my parents um, were married close to sixty years, might have been even over sixty, and uh, yeah. I still remember the story when my father met my mom down in Charleston. He was playing in a band, and she was the hat check girl at the hotel that he was playing at, and he took one look at her and said that's the girl I'm going to marry. <laughs> yeah. So I have a feeling he was, um, you know, swayed a little bit by her looks because she was stunning. Oh, yeah. But right. uh, nevertheless, you know, through thick and thin, you know, 50, 60 years of marriage, six kids. And, um, you know, they just had that commitment, like, we're going to make it work, good and bad, and, right. you know, forge ahead. So, um you know, you two are, are shining examples, like I said, of that. So, you know, interestingly, before the before the show, uh, you had sent along a scripture to me that I think, yeah. you know, probably sums everything up. And I'd like to read it for our listeners. It comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses five through nine. And it reads, it was because because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. So tell our listeners what this scripture means to you. How, how have you used it or, or other scriptures to guide your marriage? You know, that's that's a fantastic uh, question, and yeah, to 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 reiterate what you said, you know, Mark ten uh, verses five through nine for me as a man, uh, this was really the center of uh, you know my marriage and and my and my love for my wife. Mm. Um, the the last portion of that scripture where it says, therefore, uh, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Mm. Um, as I said earlier, and I believe it, you know, God sent me Lisa. Um, and, um, I felt that at a really early age, um, and, and having, you know, under the understanding of, of being a believer and understanding, you know, what God has put together, mm -hmm. you know, who am I to break that apart? Right. So at the end of the day, I live my daily life as a, as a, <clears throat> excuse me, as a husband, as a dad, you know, as, as just a person in general, is, is that God has put us together mm -hmm. and I'm not letting anything uh, separate us. Mm -hmm. So as a man, um, you know, masculinity and, you know, and, and manhood and all that pride factor gets a, in marriage, all that goes out the window. Right. And at the end of the day, I serve my wife right. uh, and she serves me and, and we serve God together. Mm -hmm. And it really comes down, as I said earlier, and, you know, when I sent that scripture, that, that's the foundational base. Uh, it, what I believe uh, is, is the success factor, mm -hmm. you know, in my relationship and my marriage with, with my mm -hmm. wife. 
You know, and that's interesting that you said, say that, um, you know, pride and ego, et cetera. I mean, it can be on both, both sides of the fence for wives and husbands. And it's, Absolutely. you know, it's kind of hard to put the ego aside and say, you know, I'm going to do my part and put my selfishness or selfish needs aside because there's a unit here. There's, um, you know, a family unit here that needs me. And that's more important than me getting what I want. Um, you know, it's kind of tough these days, you know, we're, we're, we're a selfish, uh, you know, human beings over here. So it's kind of tough to put our, our own needs aside sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, on that note, you know, we have to ask ourselves, are we depending on God or ourselves to meet those deepest needs? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can't always uh, rely on our spouse to meet those needs or we shouldn't. Mm -hmm. uh, our happiness has to come from the joy of the Lord and, uh, you know, within ourselves. Well, and, and that's I a great point. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are looking for the other person to right. fill that right. need. Like you need to make me happy. Yeah. Um, and, when you don't. Great, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's a fantastic point that you know, Lisa and yourself, Jim make, and, and we teach a marriage class and, and when we sit down and talk to couples uh, you you can you can see automatically that I run the show and and when you when you have that discussion with folks you know it's important for um, being selfless mm. man or woman right um, and 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 the quicker you <laughs> the quicker you understand that in a marriage relationship um, the better off you're going to be Lisa yeah, you think Lisa has something to share as well yeah I mean I think there's a better chance that you won't end up disappointed frustrated mm -hmm. resentful or bitter mm -hmm. you know because as I said only Jesus can meet our deepest needs for acceptance mm -hmm. um, security purpose exactly exactly you know and it's interesting um you know high school sweethearts that's you know, very romantic. <laughs> you know, it's what we see in the movies. You know, me being a hopeless romantic, of course, um, you know, uh, that touches my heart. But I love what you said about being best friends and sharing interests because, mm -hmm. um, you know, guess what? You're, you're parents now. You'll always be parents. But at the end of the day, the kids are going to leave home and the two of you are going to be just the two of you. So building that relationship um, and putting that first is important because when the kids leave, you know, you guys are still a, a unit. And, um, you know, I think a lot of folks put so much into their kids that they forget the husband wife relationship and don't know what to do with absolutely. themselves when the Great kids point. leave. <laughs> yeah. 100% right on the money right there. No, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, there's a, uh, you know, certainly we want to care for our kids and make sure they're they're good. But, um, you know, they're itching to leave home <laughs> just as much as <laughs> some of us are itching for them to leave home. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Right. And, so, you know, marriage, it was marriage was created by God and is only successful when it honors his plan mm -hmm. and it includes his presence. Absolutely. His purpose. Right. And his purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm sure you guys have ups and downs and um, but like, what do you do every day? Like, well, what are some of the things you guys do every day to, you know, 
keep the marriage strong to make sure that it's going to last? Uh, well, for me, I would say putting our trust um, in God, you know, to meet whatever needs are have come into our life, whether it's that day, that week, you know, that month. Um, pray together. Mm -hmm. uh, like Craig said, you know, we, we make, try to make each other laugh <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> um, we love and respect one another, um, you know, and, and forgive. Mm. Yeah. You know, a, a excuse me, a friend of mine uh, on the day of my wedding uh, gave me some really good advice. And he said to me, never, ever, ever, ever go to bed angry at your spouse yeah. ever. Um, and that's a hundred percent right. And, and what that really, for me, the, the three things, you know, I've wrote some things down and there's a couple of, of nuggets there um, that, that we follow mm -hmm. is obviously we pray, together, uh, we do everything together. Uh, you know, if, if we're going to, uh, you know, do something at the kid's school or, or if we're doing something with, uh, know family members or friends or we're always together mm -hmm. my wife and I we never separate mm. the biggest piece to that Jen is the communication factor right we communicate constantly mm. uh, whether good or bad I mean it really has to be and then um, uh, the other piece to that is, is taking time for one another I mean you mentioned it just a couple seconds ago you know people get so wrapped up in today's society and the culture and the and our jobs and our families and our friends mm -hmm. and our church and whatever you're involved with, you can be busy 24 hours a day, every day, seven days a week, right? 360 a year. You can be busy, yeah. but it's imperative as a couple to always take time for yourself. And that's, that's, that's a refresh. That's a reboot Yeah. Um, to get away from the society and get away from the culture and get away from the busyness and just enjoy one another. If that's just walking down the street, you know, and I, I hate walking with my wife, by the way, because she walks too fast. <laughs> but if, if it's just walking, <laughs> but if it's just walking, you know, just being together, that that hour of you know 30 minutes or whatever it is, you know, that's a reboot for me. That's a refresh and you know, to catch up on the you know the days happening, what's in her life and what's important to her, always asking. So that those are the I think communication is probably the key. You know, that's a that's an interesting point, too, is, you know, taking time together because, you know, we hear this all the time. I'm so busy. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. But, you know, I, I used to, to say this when I was teaching my um, how to start a small business uh, classes. And I'd say you will always find time for the things that you really want to do. And if right. you really believe that this is important to you, you will find time. You'll either get up early or you'll take a shorter lunch break or, you know, whatever. Um, and I think that that is so critical because we tend to put all this other stuff ahead of what's really important. And if anything good comes out of this pandemic, I do think it is we have rejiggered our priorities and realized mm -hmm. that we don't need all this stuff. We don't need to be that busy. And we need to focus on the things that, that matter most. And, and I'm sure you guys have seen this 
um, you know, for the past few months, being locked up together, if you will, <laughs> hopefully having a laugh, a laugh fest over there. <laughs> yeah, so it's important that, um, you know, when we're understanding and meeting each other's needs, um, I know my spouse is fulfilled and that means he's happy. And, and, um, and when he's, when he's not happy, that means he's frustrated and there's a need that I'm neglecting. Mm. Well, and I think that open communication, obviously about good things and bad things, you know, it's, it's hard to have those tough conversations, but you know, once you get over that wall, you know, there's a reward at the other end, you know, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, challenges, um, every relationship faces them, whether it's, you know, marriage or friendships or, you know, work relationships, et cetera. But, you know, in a marriage, it's a, you know, a little bit different because there's, there's more at stake. So when, when you guys face um, a challenge, what do you do first? Like what, what's your go-to method, if you will, to, to get through it? <laughs> um, just standing and believing together for, you know, a resolution. Um, early part of our marriage, we were married, I think, eight years. Mm. And, you know, we kind of faced our real first um, tragedy, if you will. You know, we lost Craig's mother. Mm. Um, we had two two young daughters. And, you know, that was really devastating for both of us. And mm. to go through that situation together and have our faith in God I think is what helped us stand on the rock and not fall. Yeah, and and Lisa's being real modest, Jen, uh, because if it wasn't for her, I, I wouldn't have uh, mm. uh, been able to to get through that. And, mm. and let me preface by saying this: for for me, um, and what she just said, what Lisa just said, is one hundred percent accurate. So at the time of that. We are connected uh, to God, right? We're not disconnected because if we were disconnected in times of turmoil, and every marriage goes through it, um, every marriage goes through, you know, a kilter and it, you know, you know, issues and drastic issues. But the one common denominator is if you're connected strongly in our faith. Uh, we, we're, you're going to go through trials and tribulations. I mean, it says it in the word. And at the end of the day, if you're connected with God and you're together uh, connected as one, uh, as, as, as Mark 10, you know, stipulates, mm -hmm. um, then going through those uh, issues um, is, is a lot uh, different mm -hmm. and easier, I should say, than if you were disconnected to God. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, it's interesting that you say that because uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I spoke with um, Michelle Romeo um, from right. our church who does a lot of marriage and family counseling. And, and she was saying the exact same thing that, um, you know, we have to look to our relationship with God through his son, Jesus, as the rock. So right. not your spouse, not your kids, not your job, not your, you know, whatever, but always keeping your eyes on the real rock. And right. I made a joke that, the, you know, it's not Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm pretty sure I could stand on him. <laughs> He's a pretty big guy. Um, 
but <laughs> as big and big and strong as he is, you know, the God we serve is even bigger and stronger and way bigger. Amen. Absolutely. So, um, but you know, there, there are, I'm sure some people listening today that are struggling in their marriage, you know, um, this pandemic has probably tested a lot of marriages and, you know, unfortunately, you know, the mainstream media is already predicting, you know, lots of divorces when this is all over. And, and I'm going to pray against that and um, hope right. that, you know, people will will find a way to come back together. But, um, you know, what would you say to someone who is, is struggling right now? What what's like one of the first things or, you know, a couple of things they should should do? Uh, well, first, I would say to always look for ways to improve your relationship. You know, don't don't get easily complacent, mm. uh, which you know, mm. which we can all do. Yeah, um, you know, everything is fine. fine. You, there, you you think that there's nothing more you can do to make them happy or improve upon. Mm -hmm. But you know, there's always something that you can do to liven things up, or yeah. you know, um, and you. Yeah. You know, remember that you're each your own person um, and now you're united as one. So there has to be compromise. Mm. Craig and I are, com you know, complete opposite. And um, over the years I've learned, you know, there are things that um, he does that um, kind of annoy me. <laughs> Um, I don't. But I have to. <laughs> I don't. I don't either, Jack. <laughs> uh, but you know, I have to remember. Well, I. That's why I married him because he's different from me. And um, aside from all his things that may bother me, I have to learn to compromise and you know, think about what's more important mm. than leaving you know laundry on the floor or right. You know, whatever. <laughs> no, no dirty socks. I pick my laundry up, by the way. <laughs> I, I pick my laundry up, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it goes back uh, to the earlier part of the conversation. From my perspective, is, as I said, you're, you're always you're going to have struggles, and if you're dependent on your spouse to bring you happiness, mm. that you're never going to be happy because mm -hmm. as humans, we disappoint each other yep. um, all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're, if you're connected, you you know, they ask you questions, you know, how, how can you, you know, give some advice about what uh, people that are struggling. Um, and, and my, my advice is from a husband, you know, a husband standpoint is, is, you know, we're called uh, based on Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. And he gave himself for her. Mm. And that gave himself for her is so vitally important because it talks about the selfless act mm. and not the selfish act. Exactly. And if you take, if you take the selfless act into your relationship and live that every day, even through the struggles, um, you're, you're, you're blessing your mate. Um, you're doing exactly, you know, as God instructed us to do. Mm -hmm. And the struggles, and, and you're connected to, to God. Right. And, and the struggles become 
I guess, less struggles because you focus when you like you said earlier, and I 100 percent agree with you. When you when you focus on something, it becomes your life. It becomes your belly. It becomes your idol. And now you're totally focused on that. Mm-hmm. But if you're focused on God, everything else doesn't really matter. Right. You know, it comes it, it comes a much clearer focused picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can see exactly what I'm doing to annoy her and what the struggle is. We're going together and then communicate that struggle and 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 try to work through it. Yeah. Fair communication. Yeah. You know, talking things out mm-hmm. uh, because you don't want to get to a point where you're angry and resentful. So it's important to communicate. And, you know, I would say also it's to have mentors, Mm. have, have a a married couple mentor that you can go to um, Mm. if you are struggling to get advice or, you know, if it's it's something really serious, um, you know, go, go and get counseling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I love that. Um, you know, we look for mentors and coaches in our jobs, in sports, you know, in our businesses. But how many people really seek out um, a mentor for their marriage? And it, it just kind of, you know, struck me right now as we're talking is that, you know, we put marriage, you know, on a, on a lower level than our work and our sports right. and our kids, right. and blah, blah. So we spend all this kind of money and time on mentors for those other things, but leave our marriage to the end. And really it should be the other way around. Um, you know, day, day after you get back from the honeymoon, go find a mentor for your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's well said. Well said. Yeah. And, and I think Lisa and I totally agree with exactly what you Thank you. Thank you. So um, so I'm hearing as, as we're going to close up here that for all those folks out there who are thinking about getting married or, you know, maybe need a little bit of help um, in their marriage. Number one, you know, put your faith in God and, um, you know, look to him for for his steadiness, for his strength, for his love, um, you know, and find a mentor, of course, open communications every day find time for each other. And you know what, at the end of the day, you walk down the aisle with, you know, that woman or that man. And it would seem to me, remember why you did that. And the person that you fell in love with that day is still that person, (laughs) you know, deep down inside. And so really um, remember that and cherish that every, every single day. So any, any closing words for our, our listeners from, from the masters of, of how to make a marriage work? <laughs> and, and I hope one day that, you know, I'll be as blessed as you. I, I don't know if I'll have a 30-year anniversary because I have to live a really long time, but uh, I'd welcome that. Um, yeah, I just would also um, say that you should always try to speak life into one another. You know, there's power in our words. And so you always want to try to encourage and build up your spouse through our words and, you know, practice saying words like, thank you. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, You know, forgive me. I'm praying for you. Those are powerful words. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and to, to Lisa's point, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to brag on her for a second. You know, I, she leaves me um, 
notes. One day I woke up and I was washing out of the house. I had to get to my office and, and, uh, you know, I get to my, I get in my car to drive to my office, upstate Connecticut. And on my steering wheel, it says, you're going to have a great day today. I love you. I, you know, uh, and then, you know, I'm like, wow. So I actually kept that in my car and then I get to my office and I open up my laptop and it says it right here on my laptop. Still, it says, there's a post note and says, I believe in you. I mean, those little things, you have no idea how uh, powerful that is uh, when you, when she, when she talks about speaking life in you. That, that, that is like giving me mouth to mouth uh, resuscitation mm -hmm. at the end of the day. I was so busy running around and it, it was nothing. You know, she just did that on a bit of sort of heart. Wow. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. So those are the type of things, you know, when you, when you look at, you know, new relationships and I'm going to end with this, there's a, there's a great book out there uh, called the four foundational laws of marriage. Uh, and I think Lisa and I um, are in lockstep. One is uh, the law of priority. Uh, the second is the law of pursuit. Uh, the third is the law of possession. And the fourth is law of purity. On the priority side, marriage is designed to operate as the top priority, to your point, Jen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the law of pursuit is marriage is a work. It's a work and process. It's, it's, it's daily practice every single day um, to get better at it. We're, we haven't con conquered anything. We, we, we're just at the beginning throws of it. It takes practice, you know, and the laws of, you know, from a possession standpoint, you know, God created marriage uh, from, from me and, and Lisa uh, to share everything. We share everything, communication, you name it. Mm -hmm. And the law of purity, you know, at the end of the day, marriage is designed as a function and atmosphere of being totally uh, naked, you know, not proverbially, but physically, mm -hmm. emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. so those four pieces really are the foundational piece of, you know, of, of marriage or if you're dating, mm -hmm. uh, it's imperative to understand that. Absolutely. And, you know, I got a little teary eyed with with the, the story about the notes. So it almost made me cry. <laughs> it almost made me cry on my own podcast. That was <laughs> so I'm just going to. Oh, my gosh. No, I hope <laughs> Okay, so hopefully I'll be able to, to, to close out the show without turning into a blubbering idiot. But um, thank you again, Craig and Lisa, so much for being such terrific guests today. And um, I'm confident that everyone listening has learned something about how to have a successful, faith-filled, and God-centered marriage. And I sure hope that if you are listening, that you'll consider putting some of these great tips into practice, um, because we've got two examples here of how to make a marriage work. So I thank you again, Craig and Lisa, for your, for your time. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. I look forward to talking to you again next week on another episode of Elevate the Day. Be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter by going to my new website, jennifercavello.com, and clicking on the Elevate the Day link. You can also pick up a copy of my latest book, Finding God, Finding Me, on Amazon. So until next week, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Thanks again, Craig and Lisa. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great day. Thanks a lot, Jen. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Elevate the Day. I welcome your feedback and ideas for future shows. Just click on the comments and who knows, maybe your idea will turn into a future Elevate the Day episode. My new book, Finding God, Finding Me, is now available on Amazon in ebook or paperback. This is the story of my life and the transformation that God did in me. Don't forget to sign up for the Elevate the Day newsletter at elevatetheday.com and be sure to follow Elevate the Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a blessed day.